Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Intuition Your First Sense. And for those who are joining me new today, as there's new listeners every week, which is very exciting, thank you so much for stopping by, listening. And for those who have been with me along the journey, I am so grateful. This week, I am going to be talking about using Oracle cards. It was a requested topic and one that I tend to forget about because, you know, when something is so much part of your life, you actually don't talk about it much because it's so ingrained in who you are. And Oracle cards are that. Now, I ebb and flow with actually doing readings for myself or picking a card. But let's just say I have a healthy collection of them. Some of that because, you know, we ran a store for quite a few years and it led to a collection and some of it because I like to give them as gifts. They are absolutely a brilliant way to open your own intuitive sense up and to learn how to communicate with your guides, with angels, ascended masters, uh, archangels, uh, right up to source. So Oracle cards, you've likely seen them if you visited any metaphysical shop or even Barnes and Noble or things like that. And they are often in decks of 44 cards. Um, Sometimes you'll see them with more. There are so many out there right now that um, I really don't even recommend a particular card deck. Um, I used to recommend Doreen Virtues because I do love the cards and everything, but they're harder and harder to find these days. So what I would suggest is that You either, if you're ordering online, that's fine, but as you're going through, kind of feel how the deck feels to you. Feel if you're drawn to it, and maybe you're drawn to the artwork. That's fine. That's intuition as well. So the Oracle cards are a way to connect with your own knowing, your own direction, um, to get direction, (laughs) to answer questions, to tune up your ability to focus because if you're all over the place, it's incredibly difficult to receive messages and to be you know, certain to what you might be receiving. So getting still, learning to be quiet, that doesn't have to be for hours on end. A good five, 10 minutes is plenty. Um, but the Oracle cards are actually how I realized that I could see things from a an intuitive or psychic standpoint, because I thought everybody had a movie screen in their head that was giving them information from other people's energy fields. And I just thought that's what we had. And it's how we could know how to help somebody or how to say something that would be kind or how to problem solve. I just thought everybody had this little and this little screen in their head and that's what they were referencing. Well, it turns out that's not exactly the case, although I maintain that I think we're all capable of it. It's just a matter of working with your wiring and being willing to practice. And the oracle cards to me were a way that I could not only have five minutes to myself as my kids were all teenagers and younger at that time, that I was developing this, that I was realizing, oh, there's something going on in my own antenna system. And there they became a way for me to spend a few moments with myself to collect my thoughts 
And I realized later to collect my energy because I tended to wander everywhere. And the ability to have something in my hands because I'm a very tactile learner. I like to turn pages in a book. I like to get my hands on something. I experientially need to be in something. Although I'm very visual and claircognizant, I was probably talking on the other side when they said, how do you want to learn? How do you want to be? And I thought, throw it all in the pot. I'm good with all of it. So the Oracle cards are a great way to make that kinetic connection between your hands and your third eye and your intuitive knowing. So I highly, highly recommend them, which is why I feel a bit remiss in not mentioning them more often. And my favorite deck has always been Messages from Your Angels by Doreen Virtue. It was one of the first decks I received. It came out in like 2002. And it's I like it for its simplicity. I like it for the artwork that's there, but it's just always had a vibration that allows me to feel um, centered and to feel connected and collected. So the process of doing the readings for yourself or flipping a card over is one, it's so easy, It, but it does take committing that time. So sometimes I'll recommend to people if they're really busy, I almost gave away my New England background and said wicked busy. <laughs> So if people are really busy, um, I'll suggest to them that they maybe pull a card before they go to sleep and they can contemplate about it overnight while they're sleeping um, or to pull one first thing in the morning as part of their morning ritual because the carving out the time can be challenging, but it has such a gift. Now, I want to say that I am not a tarot girl. And the reason for that is I simply was not introduced to it early on. I was introduced to the Oracle cards. And then once I was introduced to the tarot cards or tarot cards, I thought that it was too regimented for me. Um, I like to be able to interpret what a card is showing me. Um, I like to be able to feel it. And I know you can do that with tarot. I'm simply saying that it's not part of my repertoire, so I won't be speaking of them today except to say, if you like them, well, rock it, um, because it, that is a fantastic way for you to connect with yourself. If you want to learn about the tarot, I will suggest my friend Michelle, who has um, Moxie Coaching, and that's M-O-X-X-I-E Coaching, because she does um, tutorials, has classes, and does videos and such that are in-depth and yet make it all accessible. Uh, I do have a course on Oracle card reading that you can get from the website, and it's a self-guided, and it's up there for $19, and it's a way to encourage the what some of my clients had asked for, the Vicky on the Go plan. Um so today what I'm going to do is just cover some of the broader aspects of the Oracle cards and how you can use them in your life. So with the decks, they tend to have a, um, a theme. Each deck has a theme. And there might be the Archangel deck. There might be the Life Purpose deck. Oh, I love the Earth card decks. 
Oh, with the animals and on them. Stephen Farmer has some beautiful stuff. Hopefully it's still out there. I might be dating myself here. Um, he has some wonderful ones. Of course, I have an aspiration to do my own deck, hiring an artist, of course, because I don't know that everybody wants stick figures because <laughs> that would be the level of my capability art and drawing and such. Um, but they're not out yet. That might take a little bit. This, uh, the idea of having so many cards out there is beautiful because you can really align to what works for you. There's dolphin cards. You can use regular playing cards. And actually in, you know, before Oracle cards came along, Oracle is, you know, the connection. What is it? It's used as a divination tool. So you can use stones. People would read tea leaves. I believe it's a focusing mechanism and there's just the added benefit of having a card with a message. And I pulled two cards today for this podcast, and I'll read them at the end for what came up. Uh, and the idea that you can work with a deck that appeals to you, of course, will mean that you go back to it, right? It's like choosing an exercise you like or um, a, a way of eating that you like because it'll keep you in, it'll keep you interested. It'll keep you connected. So the, when you are working with these cards, my greatest thing is to often remind people, you must ask for white light to surround you. You must get in some kind of, kind of neutral energy. And the reason that I suggest the white light is I know it works so well. And I ask Archangel Michael, I'll say, please surround me with white light. Thank you very much. I do not go at this from an idea of protection. And I know there's some teaching out there that you must protect yourself energetically. That has never set well with me because I feel like whatever, when you go into it with an energy of protection, you're actually drawing whatever you're a little bit fearful of to you. And I just don't think that that's smart. I would rather think of it as a, this is a light that I'm putting around me because I want to be in a space of neutrality. I want to hear and receive and see what the cards and the angels are bringing me. And I want to be in a space of um, attracting that intelligence to me. So if I'm going in in fear that I need to protect from whatever the gobbledygook that might be around energetically, I just feel like you draw that in. And quite frankly, I think it has a lot of drama to it in that, oh, we must protect from everything that's out there. That's so awful. It's like, really? Knock it off. Go from a perspective of I am light. I attract light. My frequency is high. In all my years of doing this, I have only run into energy that was gross when um, I went looking for it. Clearing a house doesn't mean I don't see it on the street or that kind of thing or in a house. Ooh, sometimes I'm driving by houses and, and have been like, that's got energy to it. What do I do? I recognize the light. I recognize that it's got a funky energy. I ask that the white light energy wrap that house up in love. So it's important that you do invoke light though, because you don't want to be bringing in energy from those you're not resonating with. Because yes, there is a level of the lower astral realm that are a bunch of pain in the you-know-whats. So if you're sitting down and you're wide open, it is possible 
that you could attract, you know, crazy Uncle Ralph from the astral realm who hasn't completely crossed. So he's being uh, an instigator or a problem child. <laughs> it is possible. You know, I'm not going to sit here in ignorance and, and pretend that that's not possible. However, a certain level of I'm doing this because I want my energy to be of a clean, clear resonance is much healthier for you than let me be fearful and protective and, you know, those who teach fear, knock it off um, because it's not necessary. So you do this white light. Absolutely, if you have stones that resonate with you, if you have a clear quartz crystal that you love, or if you have some obsidian that you love, it doesn't matter what the stone is. If there's a stone that helps you connect, then by all means, hold on to that. Have it with your deck. Um, I recommend that when you put your deck away that you put a clear quartz crystal on top of it because it will help to clear some of the energy, but I'll get into that later. So you do want to ask for that white light. You do want to ask for your helpers to be present. And there's much more detail of this in the class. Uh, but there are certain levels of responsibility and accountability when you start doing the card and pulling cards. Now for yourself, I won't get as bossy. Um, what I want you to do is have that white light and I want you to ask the questions that you would like to receive guidance on. It's pretty much that simple. And remembering that in between each session, not necessarily each each question, unless your cards are constantly repeating themselves and then you might want to say, okay, let's just clear the deck and let me ask the question again um, or do my spread or uh, I love asking, what do you want me to know? Because as humans, we can really believe that we know what direction we should be asking in when in fact <laughs> sometimes it's just better to throw it up to the universe and say what do you want me to know so the responsibility is on your part if you're doing this for yourself if you're pulling a card is be willing to receive the message be willing to receive whatever that card says now sometimes it does not make sense in the moment and you may want to write down what card you pulled because it, I have found in the next day or so, there will definitely be some guidance that comes out. And um, having that practice of already pulled the card can direct your attention enough that you go, oh, that's right. I did pull that card the other day. It just didn't make sense at the time. And now it does. So you end up creating a continuity in your practice and taking your intuition skills beyond the sitting down in meditation. Like I'm always saying, we have to integrate our brain and our human self with this soul self with these intuitive gifts. So continuity does that. So if you're asking for guidance, you have to be willing to receive said guidance or otherwise, what are you doing there? You're just wasting your time. Have you ever wondered where your soul is, how you can be in touch with it, how you can use it and communicate with it with your human senses as well as your intuition? 
I wondered this for a long time and as I practiced and learned how to do it, I have now created a course that you can take that is self-guided along with some live events with me that can help you to connect to your soul as well and to use this amazing collaboration between your human self and your soul to empower your life, to create what you'd like to have, and most importantly, to be able to feel that you belong, that you are amazing, and then what would you like to do with that in the world? So head on over to the website, vickybaird.com, check it out and sign up and let me know if you need any help. If you happen to be working with a friend or beginning to do readings and stuff, you need to be in your highest intention. You are not an all-knowing being. Sorry, if you're here with a heartbeat, you aren't. It You have skills, you may have knowledge, um, but when you're reading a card for someone else or doing a spread for someone else, even if it's in you know, playfulness, hopefully it is in playfulness, there must be a reverence there, uh, I believe. Don't have to do it this way. So many people haven't, it's fine. Um, it's also important that when you're flipping the card and when you're receiving the information, you pause and you let it come in and don't necessarily quote unquote read into the situation. You actually ask your human self to step off to the side just a smidge and then to have what feels, what you're intuiting, what you're downloading to come through. And if you don't know what to say, or you don't know the connection to the card, then say that. Say, I have, I don't know what this is referring to. I'd like you to remember the card, write it down. Um, and then say that to yourself too, if necessary. Um, it's, it can be pretty, I've seen this happen where people can get in their ego and get heady about doing card readings. And to me, if that's where you are, you have lost the meaning of the connection to divinity. You have to the divine. You have lost your own um, soul's intention there, which should be along some line of causing no harm, right? You're not, unless you are a counselor by trade or a psychologist, um, you're not there in an advice giving place. You are there in a let's discover what's going on place. So for yourself, feel free to give that advice, man. Feel free to tap in and feel what could be in my best interest. They are definitely helpful when, you know that phrase, I feel like I'm in my own way. When someone says that, I... I recommend or ask them if they have cards because it's a small step outside of yourself to receive some guidance back, but it's not necessarily going to another person, which can confuse the situation. So if you're feeling stuck or not sure what to do about a situation or can't get out of your own way, then the cards can be a, a friend in that regard, in that they're unattached. They're just going to flip over. Um, 
they are a great tool for having some fun, getting to know the angels, getting to know the fairy realm, getting to know the animal realm, um, a way to give yourself a moments of meditation. I would love if you got at least three deep breaths in before you did a card reading for yourself or flip the card. Some people will flip a card first thing in the morning and, and put it out for themselves so that they can see it throughout the day. And maybe it's there for a couple of days. Maybe you're not doing this every day, but it becomes a kind of like a dristy in yoga. It, it's that focal point. It brings you back to the present moment. It brings you to a place of contemplation for yourself. And what could this possibly mean? Um, it can bring the peace of feeling like you have mentors within the cards. For me, what it did is it strengthened my own ability to read energy and to decipher what was coming through. Because when word got out that I could do these readings and I was using the cards and <laughs> schlepping like 10 decks back and forth to people's houses and everything, eventually I got to the point where I would certainly shuffle and I would flip the cards over for the person, um, but I would forget to put, put them face up. I would forget during the session and I would go through the whole session and then look down and realize I never turned them over. And then I'd say, well, let's see what it looks like. And I've, I'd flip the cards over and it was exactly what we had talked about. So rather than being the beginning of the session, they ended up affirming what I had already seen. And then because I am a very practical person, I realized, why am I carrying so much stuff around with me? I don't need to do some kind of parlor trick or have this look like, you know, some kind of circus act. I'm just going to show up with myself, my timer and my recording device. And here we go. So what it did for me is it helped me hone in, they became the teachers that I wasn't able to find. It was, you know, internet wasn't such a big thing in those days as it is now. Uh, so they became for me a direction. Um, there's a blue jay giving his opinion today um, out on the porch. I hope you can hear him. <laughs> Messages from spirit as well. Animal kingdom. So they helped me to dial in to the messages that were already coming in for me and I didn't need the cards and then they became something to teach and then they became something that I used for myself so it, it went full circle I had started in helping for helping myself understand what was going on with my own you know senses my first sense that was actively developing and popping out and then they went out to help other people and then it circled around to then become back to a comfort place for me. So when you're working with the cards, it's important that they do get cleared. Some people put them in sunlight. Some people will put like I like the crystal on top of the box because I might forget to clear it. What I tend to do when I'm shuffling them is I will ask that all energy from a previous reading be cleared. I am perfectly fine with people picking up my cards, playing with them. 
there can be a message of don't let anybody touch your cards. Well, to me, that's along the lines of protection. And if you can't do a reading because somebody else touched the cards, maybe you need to go back to figuring out your own energy centers and not being so influenced by other people's stuff that you can't keep a clear head. Um, I actually like it when I was working with people that they touched the cards because I felt like it, it gave it a zap and infused it. So what I would suggest though, is if you live in a house where they're out and about, and like, say somebody's going to come along and do their own reading, just get in the practice of clearing it because you don't want to have whatever their reading was. Maybe they forgot to clear it. If you get into the habit of clearing it at the beginning and you clear it at the end, it will always be ready to go. Um, and then you, you know, can just be assured that the messages coming through aren't being influenced by the energy of the previous question because things stick around that residual energy sticks around. It just does. So if you're interested in working with the cards, then I would suggest that you find one deck and you get to know that and get to know the process because it can be enticing to start collecting a bunch of them, which then I think just gets distracting. It, it just gets very, it can get confusing. What you can do though, is once you've developed a relationship with a deck of cards and you get to know it and you feel fairly sure about yourself in your um, process of doing the reading, you can then add a second deck and you can flip cards to help to affirm whatever the messages are or to extend the message from the first deck. So all of the decks tend to have a booklet with them that describes what the card is for, what's the meaning, some additional aspects, like maybe some stones that are connected to it or you know, what questions you could ask to further expand on your knowledge. Most of them have a book and I would really, really recommend that you get the ones with the book if this is your first deck out because they will have in the first six or seven pages, they will have um, the spreads to do. So you can do a pull a one card, you can do a three card, that's my favorite, um, past, present, future. I just love the three. Three is my favorite number. So I'm probably a little biased there. And then you could do a 12 card spread. You could do a spread for the next six months. You could do a cross spread. You could do a relationship spread. So this is where it is similar to the tarot deck. Um, and yet the the cards aren't necessarily in Arcanas and, and all of the other um, I, patterns that are in the tarot deck. Although there are some tarot oracle card decks that combine the two that are beautiful. I have one. I have not played with it yet. Basically, the relationship, the practice, the um, gift that can come with having a, a practice of referring to Oracle cards is a um, comfort level and a um, 
just a honing of your skills in a way that's not, you can't do it wrong. <laughs> you just can't do it wrong. Um, you're not going to impact an outcome of something. You, although it could shift your energy and you could feel confident, say you were deciding that the career you're in just isn't lighting you up any longer. So that you decide to ask the cards, is it now the time to begin looking for something else? And when the cards back it up, it can give you the sense of self and to maybe update that, that um, resume or to reach out to people that you're already connected with and ask if they can help. So it can give you the confidence, the sense of self to be able to say, this is the direction that I feel is in my best interest right now. So the cards I pulled today are the um, Grace and Antoinette card, which is to help heal the situation, see the other person's point of view with compassion. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. So what I did when I did this spread or pulled two cards, well, this card jumped out. I'm remembering now that this card jumped out at me and it, um, as I was shuffling, but what I had asked while I was shuffling was give me a couple cards that will apply to this podcast when it's released, because I do tend to record a month ahead of time. So the additional message as an example, the cards are usually in the book in alphabetical order. So the additional message is this misunderstanding has occurred because of judgments about the other person's motives and character. To heal the situation, the judgments need to be released. Instead of seeing someone as good or bad, have compassion and know that everyone is doing the best they can. Instead of pitying someone, see the person's inner strength. In that way, you encourage divine light and in that way, you encourage divine light to be expressed within the other person and yourself. You are projecting something from your own shadow side onto the other person. So the situation is an opportunity for you to clear away an ego issue. Simply affirm, I am willing to release that part of me that is irritated when I think of you. We angels are helping to heal the situation miraculously so that everyone can forgive and forget judgments and act responsibly. Compassion is the key. Now, when I'm reading this, I'll be honest, sometimes there are statements in there that I don't necessarily resonate with, but I pay attention to that because I, I'm like, wait, if it's causing a little bit of you know, conflict within me, do I need to pay attention to that? Or is it simply, no, I don't agree with that statement, right? So it, I feel like in this way, it also helps to affirm for us to learn, like, what are our beliefs? Because simply because it's in this book by written by someone else does not mean that that's what you have to follow. Everybody's spiritual path is their own spiritual path. It's their own belief system. And to that point, the second card I pulled was Archangel Raphael, who I adore. Um, very much a healing angel, very much pets, kids, uh, just all around fun kind of guy. Physical issues. So this card is, I'm helping you heal physical challenges in yourself and others. You are a healer like me. Everyone is a healer themselves, for themselves. We are not healers for other people. 
If someone says, I am a healer, please hear in your head for yourself. Might they have skills that could facilitate you aligning with yourself and then healing? Of course, of course. But no one is a healer for other people because you have that divine ability within yourself. And sometimes when someone says, I am a healer, it can come from an unsupportive ego side. And just be mindful of that. Just be aware of that, okay? So additional message here is I am with you because I am the archangel of healing. I am helping you heal your own body. I surround physical ailments with my healing energy of emerald green light. And this energy is absorbed where it is needed. I speak to healers through their thoughts and feelings. I help you discern in this way. If you're, <laughs> if your life's purpose is to be a healer, I'll be true to the book. Life purpose to be a healer for self. Absolutely. Go for it. Um, call on me whenever you need help and know that I will be with you in an instant, which I do agree with I, because they're not restricted by time or our silly energy um, world. They can be with all of us at the same time and, and space. So this is an example of discernment, right? What is another person's information? Just like this podcast, right? Take what resonates, leave the rest. It's up to you to feel your way, to know your beliefs, to know your values, to do your learning, to expand. And Oracle cards are a fantastic way in order to do that. So thank you so much for the wonderful being who asked me if I would cover this because it also encouraged me to get that class up and running. So that is available at vickybaird.com and you can um, download the videos and everything with it and to follow along with the, the write-up and just give yourself a little bit of support and practice and fun. Please have fun with it. Um, don't get so super serious about it. So thank you very much. I hope you're having a wonderful day, evening, morning, night, whatever it is in your time zone. And thank you for joining me and I will see you in the next episode. If this is something you feel would be beneficial to you, feel free to pop on over to the website, vickybaird.com, V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com, or at Coach Vicky Baird on all the social platforms.